0: It's only the eternity that we are going to discover the wealth of the time to have spent with God while we're on earth. It's by the help the Holy Spirit for us to descend as a man like David. I mentioned he was able to decipher this and he said I was happy when I heard him say let us go to God's house let us go come to God's house the Lord ministers to us the Lord breathes upon us Lord blesses us. He impacts himself into us more and more. I want to just uh begin my reflection from the very first start of the mass. You know, at every time we come mass, the priest begins with what we call the antiphon, the entrance antiphon. That's like those first words he says before. He introduces the mass by the sign of the cross. It's called antiphon. Can you say that? Antiphon. antiphon. It's called the an entrance antiphon, and it's always a a, a part of scripture, and taken. Okay. A part of scripture that is always taken and put there as an antiphon to help us. Then focus. Because we start with the word of God. Yeah. Okay? This from says, all the earth shall bow down before you, oh Lord. All the earth shall bow down. Before you, oh Lord. All the earth. Everything in the earth must surely bow down before you, O Lord. That's the declaration of the sovereignty of God as the governor of this world. The earth is the Lord and everything thereof. There is nothing on this earth that can decide to be on its own. Everything is under the government of God. These are the kind of declarations that build faith in our hearts. And no matter what the world is turning to, no matter what is happening in this world, all the earth shall bow down before you, O oh Lord. No matter the in science and technology and explorations and the pride of men, all the earth shall bow down before you, O oh Lord. No matter how many sicknesses that will come up, that attack humanity from malaria to typhoid to cancer to COVID nineteen to, to COVID twenty uh, one to COVID one hundred to typhoid to whatever sickness. Sickness is an animal, right? It's we living All the earth shall bow down before you, oh Lord. No the hashi. No matter how, they, how wicked the world turns to be. No matter how much you know tyrants we rise on this earth, no matter how human beings we decide to partner with the devil, okay, straight treachery are different dimensions of life. So in sorrow and pain and hatred, causing wars, bringing about the hardship that the second banish, hunger. And all forms of darkness, all the earth shall bow down before you, O oh Lord. And so, if all the. The Bible calls the living world. No wonder men like Joe, in the worst scenarios of their life, no matter how this happened to him, he knew this technology that all the earth shall bow down before God. And he said, I know my Redeemer. Yes. He lost his 10 children. He lost 11,000 cattle and rams that he had, equivalent to almost 11 billion naira in our own time he lost them in one day, and the acts of Job never changed. The said, oh God, why? The reason, why must all this happen to me? God, Job did you not know, pull up his mantle, curse God. Job said, What? The Lord has given, the Lord has taken. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Wow, what an attitude! What an attitude! This friend told him, you see, you are serving your God, and look at how things have turned against you. We were not serving God, and he didn't enjoy more than like you. And Joseph maintained his faith integrity on the God that governs the universe. This informs us that no matter how dark any scenario may present to you, don't forget this words. Of oh, Psalm 65, verse 4. All the earth shall bow down before our God. It's on the strength of this word that Paul says, If God be for us, who can be against us? And the boy, his wife, Macaulay, Job, ah, you know, your integrity and your hope in God is so strong that as long as you hope, you cannot die. But you keep suffering. Why not cast this of God? Then God will move his strength from you and you will die. Wow. And Joseph said, why should you say such a foolish thing? <laughs> Job knew that all the earth shall bow down before the God of his son. Our God is great. No matter how big the troubles of life will come, our God is greater. Our God is bigger. Let your faith, the anchor of this God, stop talking about your troubles. Talk about your God. Don't go to God and tell them about your troubles. Go to your troubles and tell them about your big God. That is what call faith declaration in the opening prayer. The prayer comes that inspiration again. It's the almighty, ever-living God, who governs all things, in heaven and on earth. I told you he's a big governor. He governs affairs of the heavens. He governs affairs of the earth. But the Bible says something. See, the Lord is standing strong. And the earth he has given to men. So God has given us the earth to govern on his behalf. No one according us creating man. The Bible says, he said, let us create man in our own image. And our likeness, and let them have dominion. He put his dominion in our own spirit that you and I will dominate this earth. There is something about God in us this God that is the greater God that you have inside of you that makes a difference. So, we are collaborators with God in the government of the affairs of the earth. We govern this earth for the sake of his glory. My existence and existence every day should bring him glory. We should not partner with the rebellious spirits that are down there, causing havoc, causing destruction. We are born to govern with God. Why he governs the heavens? We govern the earth. How we govern the earth? You start governing with yourself, down to your children down to your career, then you start expanding from glory to glory, from frontier to frontier, to your obedience to the word of God. That's how you govern. That's how you govern. And so that's why you see God at every point in time will always want to raise us in this dimension. We'll also raise us to become people who will govern the head. for his own glory. Because if we are not brought up, if we are not raised up, who will not be able to govern? We'll become slaves. Thank you. The first thing he us a man, a young boy who was a product of a relationship with God, Samuel, the son of Anna, who was brought to the temple, a young boy, and while he was in the temple sleeping in the sanctuary every day, a night came, the voice of the Lord was spoken, Calling his name Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. A little boy, naive, lacking knowledge, rose to his feet, told it was his master, Eli, who was calling him. Ran towards him and said, Master, I'm here. He said, I didn't call him. Go back and sleep. The young man went back again. The voice came again. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. He rose again. What an obedient boy. Master, I'm here. He said, I'm you? He, 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 he said, go and sleep. Stop hearing voices. He went back again. Later again, the top time. The voice came again. Our God is a persistent a God. Wow. If you also catch attention, he will continue. He doesn't get disappointed. His love is beyond telling. Somewhere, 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 he rose again and came. And the verse announced so. He designed that God was calling a boy. So if you go back now, if you hear that voice again, that calls on it, say, Lord, your servant is here. Speak, Lord. Every man and every woman who partner with God to govern the earth and fulfill destiny must be a man or a woman who must be ready to hear the voice of God. The journey of a government with God starts with hearing the voice of God. And God calls us every day. God speaks to us every day. He starts with a voice of conscience. And as time goes on, the voice gets louder and louder and louder. It's because Samuel was raised by a good mother. Because her son was a woman of prayer. She could design the voice of God. And she trained a little time to hear voices. And then Samuel, when the voice came, he knew a voice called. But he didn't know who was calling. But at least he was a little boy who could design what? Voices. And immediately, airline put him through. That was the day the young man got connected. And you know, when you get connected in God, there are certain secrets. I will not be revealed again. What did God tell someone that day? Nobody knows the name. It's a top secret. Amen. I was asking the Holy Spirit, what did you tell that boy that day? He says, "No not meant for. But I was inquisitive, you no? Know? I know many times in my life, my, my little journey, I've heard the voice of God on the same But I was being inquisitive to know what was the special thing God told someone. God said, You can know it, but you have to pass the path that someone treaded. Wow, man, then I'm interested. interested. I'm ready. So are you sure? I say yes. Okay. Let's look at the first reading. What did you say then? That's how that. Says there. And Samuel said, speak for your servant. Yes. And then he says, and Samuel was Grew. and the Lord was with him. <laughs> and let none of his world fall to the ground. The Holy Ghost says "Grow, Grow in the spirit. When you grow in the spirit, your growth in the spirit is what attracts God's presence to the tabernacle in your life. You no know, talking about the presence of God. Many people are believed of this presence. They don't know what it means to have the presence of God. As we're in the church here now, there are people who can perceive the presence of God. That is the greatest treasure. God has given to his people. The presence of God. Then he said it. The presence of God brings what? Joy and happiness forever. God committing the angel of his presence to you. It's not a feeling. It's not they you're feeling good. Eh, I feel, no, 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 no. It is a spiritual reality that dawns upon your heart. You will know there is a substance that has mounted itself on you. You will know. On the strength of that presence, in the face of fears and intimidation, there is something that wears up inside of you. You can confront situations. Boldness comes. It is the presence of God that that comes to your spirit, the spirit of faith. So Samuel grew. <coughs> he grew in God's presence. He grew. So the Holy Spirit, grow in God's presence, you will hear more, and one day I will start telling you the things I told Samuel many years ago. Let's go with making sacrifices to acquire. not jeep, not land, not certificates for the presence of God that makes a difference in the soul of a man or a woman who sees the face of God beyond measure. God does not turn out his presence in the life of someone who is not interested. Your passion for the presence has to consume you. It will consume to the point it will take away your nice sleep to take away your desires for the things on the world, You must try all your passion to seek that presence until it comes upon you. Your life becomes different. So Samuel grew in that presence. He grew in that presence. Remember like when you grew in that presence what happened? Samuel grew and the Lord was with him. When you grew in that presence the treasure that God gives you is that He mounts His presence upon you. You will now carry an atmosphere around you, a tangible atmosphere. You will know. So, we must desire God's presence beyond measure. We must seek God's presence in our lives because we were created to actually house the presence of God. Our configuration, our benissue from eternity, the Lord was creating us was that we become the tabernacle that holds God's presence. When God's presence is mounted on you, it reaches out to satisfy all this, the test the, the, the of your soul. That's what makes a difference. So, some of few things that will help you to grow in God's presence, number one, you have to learn to cultivate the habit of constant habitual prayer life. Constant habitual prayer life. You must develop it. Jesus said, "Men ought to pray always. It's unnatural to pray. It's unnatural. That is why instead of praying, you feel about praying. Somewhere they got to learn to stay in God's presence. They learn to wait upon the Lord he was a man of prayer. From his youth, he started to pray. You don't pray because you need something to, you need something you are going to ask God for something. No. Prayer is part and parcel of our existence. What the under the air is to the body is what prayer is to your spirit man. If you don't take in air, your body will collapse. Your body will die. If you don't pray, your spiritual man will be weak. And the weakness of your, of your spirit man will always affect your body. Because the frame that is carrying your body is your spirit. As you look at this building here, you will see that it looks very beautiful. But when you open the walls, you will see that inside the walls there are big ions that have been casted there with concrete that is holding this building. Just go and remove those iron, now what will happen? The house will collapse. The structure that is hosting you right now is not your bones, it's your spirit man. So when your spirit mind is weak, it affects the, the, the structure and the texture of your body. So what air uh, is to the body is what prayer life is to the spirit. Jesus himself, when he came, he spent roughly 50 to 40 percent of his time always praying. We must learn to pray. We must cultivate a habit of constant prayer. You must learn to spend time in God's presence. You must learn to discipline yourself and sit down and say, God, I've come to be with you. I want to spend this one hour with you, Lord. You just tell him how much you love him and how much you appreciate him. You tell him how much he means to you. You thank him for all the good things he has done for you. You thank him for the protection. You thank him for the blessings of your family, of your career. You thank him for having sustained you these forty years, fifty years, sixty years, seventy years. You recognize again before him that it is not by power, it is not by might, it is by his spirit of love. Spend time on telling that. As you do that, any song that comes to your heart, you you point out, you sing unto him, you glorify him, you worship him, you put obeisance, you give account of your life. That's what you pray. And then you say, Lord, I don't know what, to, what tomorrow holds for me, I don't know what next one holds for me, I don't know what 2021 holds for me, but I'm here all over to say, it. please direct my steps. Bless me with what I need. If what I'm going to ask you, you give me, and if it's not good for me, Lord, don't give me. Give me what is best for you. This is how you walk with the Lord. You make it a constant daily journey with the Lord. This is how you grow in this way. You start wiring yourself up with the spirit of the Father. Amen. Amen. That's how Samuel grew. Number two When you begin to grow in God's presence, God begins to minister his. Mind says into your heart, God will to show you His ways. He will tell you as you are down here on earth, if everything is not good for you, He will not start showing you the path He has ordained for you. The Lord will start reconfiguring your heart to work in righteousness, and that's why, as many who spend time in God's presence, as many who see the face of God, as many. Who remain and wait upon the Lord? There is this hunger he puts in their hearts. They desire righteousness. They want to live right with the Lord. They want to please him at all times. You cannot always be in God's presence and be comfortable without righteousness. You're not possible. Because he you Become, the Lord will always chastise you, the Lord will always try to ask you questions. The Lord will show you the, 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 the consequences of the transformation. And then he will start pulling out of unrighteousness. Because unrighteousness brings reproach. Righteousness exalts. So God's presence will start inoculating you with the seed of righteousness. It will be this hunger for righteousness. And just so say, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Then what do you pray. The less you will, the less you will succeed. But the less you pray, the more you will be free to commit sin. Sure, the antidote to unrighteousness is God's presence in the chambers of a sovereign man or a woman. Very important. So someone grew in prayer, knowing that yes, his life is predicated in prayer. Someone grew loving righteousness, loving righteousness. It's wanting to love righteousness and still be fellowshipping with our righteousness. Yes, it's possible. But as you continue to fellowship with the Lord more and more, the Bible says you will love righteousness and then they hatred of unrighteousness. Yeah, that is the full maturity. The Bible says in Hebrews 1, verse 9, because of love righteousness and hated iniquity. He said what? Well, I will anoint you above your failures. That's when the, the, the oil of governance comes upon you. You will not need to dominate your world. Instead of you don't to be a victim of circumstances, you can be a victim in the life of God. Why are many victims to all kinds of things? Because they lack these essentials. They lack God's presence. They lack point of prayer life. They want to the point where they see righteousness as, as an achievement. They're not grouped to the point where they can inherit iniquity and refuse to allow iniquity, have access to the chapel to so their soul. And so the oil of dominance, the oil of dominion, the oil of the government of God cannot rest upon them. They just mention anointing, but they don't carry anointing. The Bible says, because of anointing, every yoke shall be broken. You will carry the anointing and any force my yoke you. It's not possible. The yokes so of life will come. They will fly around. But as they fly, when they come to you, when they place their yokes, the you will be shattered. All oh, because of the anointing. That is born of prayer, that is born of righteousness, that is born of hatred for evil. This is how Samuel grew. But when you grew to maturity in this dimension, the Bible says, Jesus was. The Lord not allow any of his world to fall on the ground without it having effect. Amen. Amen. The journey of walking with the Lord is a journey of Samuel. All of first must passed through the same school of the Holy Spirit. Even Jesus himself, in Luke chapter 2, verse 40, the Bible says the child Jesus grew and became strong in the Spirit. He grew. He grew through prayer. He grew through righteousness. He hated evil. The temptation came to him. Jesus did not heal. We will not heal in the name of Jesus Christ. Are we together here? Yes. I get him blessed? Yes. Yes. This is the plan of God for our lives. This is the purpose of God for our lives. He wants us to grow. He wants us to grow. But He can't force you to grow. You must allow yourself, you must yield yourself to grow. Yes, yes. So the times was grew. 30 years, Jesus was training himself through prayer to making the right choices and living a right life, developing a version for evil. At 30 years, he came to be baptized, and the Holy Ghost came upon him. He was anointed. The Bible says, when he was anointed, the heaven got opened. And the spirit came there, and the voice said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Wow. Why would you not expect God to speak over or like that way? The Lord told me many years ago, I said, Lord, no, is that voice only for Jesus? He said, No. But many who would try the same path. I said, Wow, I'm ready for that part too. I said, Tell that part too. I made a choice. I said, I'm walking towards that. It wasn't easy. But I kept pressing, kept pressing, kept pressing. Because the devil will say, you are making a journey to the throne. He doesn't want you to get the throne. They will destabilize you. He will fight you. Oh, or keep pressing. Refuse, to take the no for an answer. God has taken a course for you. Take that path. Drive it And I want the Lord to now. I can call you, my beloved son. I'm pleased with you. I say, Wow, I've crossed over. I'm not going back again. These ideas have been driving us for years. we oh, Amen. Amen. All of us are called to this part of true growth. You must grow in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, you must grow. You must grow to feel your destiny. Your destiny is to know God. Your destiny is to love God. Your destiny is to serve God in this life. Not just the domestic things we are doing. No. We must grow. So the church just grew and became strong. If you're not growing, be strong. Why are so why are there so many who so are weak? Who are victims? Who are running from pillar to post? Looking for who will pray for them every time deliverance, they are so captive, they are captives of fear and all kinds of things because they are not crying. And when you, the more you spend time with God, He will put a host into your heart and, and sort out any fear and then inoculate you know, with boldness. As you are rising from there, your heart will change. Amen. Amen. It's so wonderful, you know. They will be talking fear. You are talking boldly about the light of God. That's what happens. So the text just grew and became strong and filled with wisdom. Not the wisdom of this world, but the wisdom that comes from God. There's that wisdom. This generation will be coming, God will be teaching you things, the conviction will be growing. God will give you an idea about things in the realm of the spirit that eyes cannot see, that ears cannot have heard, that man has not conceived before, but God will drop it in your spirit. Because until you given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. That's the wisdom that comes remote. What makes you a Christian, if you a victorious Christian, is not because you come to church, it's because of the wisdom that is what? Dominant in your heart. He said, don't be afraid when they take you to the lockup. He said, I will give you a word. And in a wisdom that when you speak, your adversaries won't be able to contradict you. Wow. What an audacity. He will give the wisdom of the word. He will put that word in your mouth. He will stare you in his fight. When they when things start going down, the righteous don't say, oh, we're going down. We'll know. No. When is it a what? A casting down. By the thought of God in your heart, you say what? There's a living power. Yes. Even though you pass through the valleys or the shadows of death, that fire will stir you up. You say, I fear no evil. More fear will come. I've told you before, right? Hmm. More things will come. Corona is turning down. Hmm? I've told you before. More deadly things are going to come. We are gradually exhausting the error of grace, and I'm stepping into the error of judgment. Mark what I'm telling you. I this I'm going to experience it. All the nations of the earth will feel the judgment hand of God. Strange things are going to happen, and then there will be a clear demarcation between the gold and the sheep. So, on the state of defense. Will not be tolerated. And these are the ones that will be, you know, the Lord said, I will speak you out of my mouth. Look the person who cheap. They will be the first set to declare first. So when the Lord comes, the sheep will declare to be on his right hand. And the ghost will declare to be on his uh, left hand. Yeah. So make up your mind now where you want to belong. And that's for the one who knows the Lord. Yeah. That's the error we're stepping into right now as we go down. Strange things are going to happen. And all those who have have, grown in the Lord and who are strong, filled with the wisdom of God, these are the ones who can withstand the opposition that will come. When Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. It is not a structured church. church, church we are talking about an like individual church. I'm a church. You are a church. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. When that kingdom comes, when that force comes against you, you will be able to handle you. Because it's the wisdom you have inside that runs your spirit. That's and the Bible says, the wisdom of God speaks to my children. My sheep hears my voice. And I hear that voice. They know me and I know them. This is a class work that is being positive. But it's meant for people are ready to grow. Those who are ready to make choice and choose good. And develop an animosity against evil. Because if not hate evil, and to root evil at any point, if they can use that to punch you and pollute you and bring you back, we must hate commitment. Today, about heaven, we are seeing what is happening with regards to the attack of darkness on the human system. The second they capture oh, that very, very clearly. Brethren, what is writing? The body is not meant for immorality, but for the law. Very categorical. Your body is meant for God. God gave you this body for a purpose. Okay? He's not made for immorality and the Lord for the body and God will raise and God raised the Lord and will also raise up our bodies by his power in I say, don't you know that your bodies are members of Christ what does that mean when he says your bodies are members of Christ is a way of saying don't you know that your bodies are parts and parcels of the body of Christ. Don't you know that? I've become so naive that don't know. What has bewitched you? That in your human Christ, don't you know that your body is part of what has been given to Christ? Just as the way he gave you his own body, you have equally given your own body to him, and because he gave you his own body, you are alive today. Dying, he destroyed our death. he did not die by now, we would have been on that condemnation. Dying, he destroyed our death and then our life. Rising, he restored our life. Now he died for you and restored your life, and now you think your life belongs to you. You are making a big mistake. You don't own yourself any longer. You don't even know who you are. You don't own yourself. So, you can afford to live the way you like. No! It's as serious as that. Don't you know your bodies are members of Christ? But he who is united to the Lord becomes one spirit within. We shared it yesterday in our Bible class as part our, of our joining into the inner court. We are now married to Christ in our spirits. That's what makes of the church. So his spirit flows into our spirit, and our own spirit flows into his spirit. There's a spirit intercourse going on, and there's an exchange of life. We release our weaknesses and our humanity to Christ, and he releases his divinity into us. What Peter says, we are partakers of a divine nature. We get impregnated with divinity. Every day, we carry the, you know, the, 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 the matthozoa of divinity inside of us. That's what makes a difference. You've got to know this. This what makes a difference. It's a treasure that money cannot buy. It's a treasure from heaven. Paul said we carry this treasure in eating vessels. It becomes a, 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 a bond of possibility. Because you carry the seed of God inside of you. God can use you to do anything. You become a carrier of God on earth. That's what we're saying. If God be for us, who can be against us? This is what makes you strong, formidable, whether you're aware of it or not. If you get a a, 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 a dynamite and maybe bombs and wear it to someone who doesn't know it, if you seek kill, you are carrying a treasure. You are carrying power instead of you. You don't own yourself. Wake up to this reality. Wake up. The devil knows this, and that is why he has sat down to engineer a machinery of corruption and perversity in our world He knows that among all the sins we commit, the sin of immorality, the sin of immorality is the most devious. The Bible says every sin a man commits is outside his word body. But the sin of immorality affects both your body and your spirit. It's a very deadly spiritual sickness that can paralyze you and destroy you forever. And that's why the devil has invested so much in that sin today. He has marketized it, It has all kinds of branches. There will be a culture of huddle in society. And the devil is feeding on it and causing more destruction. Praise the Lord. So, God is wanting us to understand that this is who we are. And we cannot afford to take this body that He has loaded with His own grace to go and commit fellowship with darkness. And we you know that when we do that, you know, the, 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 the impact is terrible. Every other sin which a man commits is outside his body. <laughs> it's outside. Okay? But the immoral man or woman, he sins against his own body. You are know, like the one using the red hot metal to snare yourself and give yourself an indelible wound that can never heal. That is the impact of immorality, the impact of perversity. The devil has built a very huge industry in that regard, ranging from pornography to all forms of movies that carry and transmit this, to all forms of entertainment where hard is marketed, and people are filling their souls with the very spirits that snares their souls where they sin against themselves. In other words, they are condemning themselves in that very act. And this particular desecration you know, uh, uh, of the body through this act has eaten up so much in the heart of Christians. Many Christians have come to the point where they say it's a normal thing. They have lost the sense of sacredness. Some have said, "No, we can we cannot we cannot stay without it." As a matter of fact, is I like mean, Christians a lot of people looking more than even the Muslims. Yes. A few days ago, I was um, I was traveling and I was a airport. And then we were sitting waiting for the flight to be, well, to call, to call the flight, and we were going to the home. Home. And then, there was this lady who just came in, and uh, was wearing, let's I said, she was wearing a t shirt. Short hair, short hair, for this one. imagine, I I, I I do put on the t shirt, right? And then there was nothing other than that she was putting on, mm-hmm. only a t shirt. He just left for her to either shake like this <laughs> or shake like this, and then your eyes be inquisitive for all kinds of things. And she was just there, looking for where to sit. She was going around. Anywhere she was going to try to see, we implicated her. Eventually, she stylishly kept standing. I said, can you see bondage here? You cannot even see that line everybody was like looking at her and was asking the person, who
1: is this one?
0: And she was aware that all eyes were on her. And you could see the light of the discomfort she was suffering. I only pity her because I know what is responsible. Her soul has been so smart. Her shame has gone. No kinds of things. In a public that. What I try to communicate. So the level of diversity that has eaten up into the souls of men and women is so deep that if you as a Christian don't fight to keep your soul away from it, sorry. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit are drawing back and say, Christians, this is where I will mark you. If you conquer this one, every other thing you can take charge. But if you are a victim here, <laughs> other things will take over. Because the greatest energy of the body that is up in the heart of every man and woman is sex. Immorality. It's even stronger than food. Some can abstain from food, but when it comes to sex, sorry, they can't. And you're going to invest in it even more. The greatest attack on the church is the attack of self desecration One of the things that his prayer life is the same? One of the things that his love of God in a ma- man's heart or in a man's heart is the morality. It quenches the fire completely. Because you are not only sinned like sin against God, you are even sinned against yourself. You have sinned against yourself. And the Bible says any house divided against itself. What is it? Cannot stand. stand. Cannot stand. So spiritually, you have lost your stand. So, what stand will you have again to operate? How can you come up and say, I'm going to challenge any force? It is of up the substance of your soul, it destroys your, your, your sensitivity in the name of the spirit. Even when God is calling you, you can hear. And because you sin not just against God, but against yourself, there's a darkness that is cast on you, spiritually. Anywhere you are going, there's a, a cup of darkness on your head. No light from God can ever penetrate through you no the And that's why if man destroys every element of good things that is in the outer of your soul, you lose a sense of shame, you become a little bit very uh, wild, and all kinds of things. Then before you know it, you know it, the will be a slave to that worship of God. So much of the was destroyed because of the level of capacity that taken their soul. Because in this world, they, they don't want existing again. He used fire and brainstorm to destroy it. We need to be very sensitive to this ministration of the devil. That is his last onslaught against humanity. He's affecting marriages. it's affecting Christians. it's affecting religious. it's affecting priests. it's affecting everybody. He's an asking that the devil has launched out of your measure to discipline you and make you become a enemy of yourself. If you have fought against yourself, you will need to tell God, look at now, This person has already fought against himself. So who am I again? God, Muhammad. If you want your lights to shine and carry the banner of victory, in this current generation, deal with every form of perversity, ranging from your mind down to your emotions. Your emotions should not be a slave to any, you know, any person who is not your husband, who who got your wife, like Job. Job in his weakness, being the richest man in the east. In Job chapter 2, chapter 31. He said he consecrated his eyes lest he looks roughly at a woman. That's the level of his commitment to God. I'm going to show you the impact of that commitment in the life of Jude. I'm going to show you. Well, the devil himself testified that because of his commitment to a point that he made a covenant with his eyes, the devil could not penetrate the life of Jude. Because if the Lord cannot fall you there, he cannot enter your life. Down to the entertainment we have today. Listen, very soon, you are going to be seeing the wild nature of this culture in our society. It's already happening. It's already happening. And society is just quite about it. Yes, the world cannot challenge you because the world has the world. Jesus. Jesus was very full about it. He said, If you look at the like woman lost in your heart, he said, You have already. That's serious. That's what tell us how serious that particular thing is. He wasn't joking, he was not joking at all. He meant the word there. Eh? So, you when that happens, you need to repent your heart and say, Father, I don't really mean it or I mean it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> If you meant you say, I'm sorry, I meant it, I'm sorry. Lord, please, I'm sorry. So, that doesn't judge by the action, he judges by the heart. This is where we need to deal with issues that deny the gifts of being overcomers in our time. Yes, I'm telling you. Do you want to rule your world? Do you want to be an overcomer in every circumstance? Then overcome yourself and refuse to allow your body become instruments of diversity. Refuse to contribute to the government of Saba. No matter what. It has been so made available. But in our phones everywhere. Oh my god. Why do you keep things and we we give you guilty conscience? Why is there so much password in our phones? Go into it and see. All kinds of fires of immorality packed up there. Range from pictures or videos. No. You are snaring your soul. You are not killing yourself. You are judging yourself and condemning yourself. And you know it because your spirit will give vexing all the time. You will see yourself getting uncomfortable. You are full of fear. There is this nakedness you feel even though you are still wearing your clothes. You are so scared. (laughs) <laughs> I think uh, uh, the, the Facebook and uh, WhatsApp they have said that very soon the level of privacy is going to be lifted so that uh, whatever is going on in Facebook and WhatsApp can be seen by a third party. Everybody is afraid. Everybody is afraid. So we say, well, why can't I said, why, well, why should I know that? that? Because they are afraid the things that are posted there, they can am retrieve again. we wow, are victims of this? Well, I want to tell you how Babylon, the spirit called Babylon, is kicked up into the chambers of the source of men. We must fight. Don't find that weakness. That weakness is a only That weakness, the devil is just deceiving you. You can live above it. You can make up your mind. They are master of your body. Give your body a direction. Don't allow other things to move your body. You can give your body a direction. It has crept into the life of our children. We are every day being exposed to all kinds of things. Parents, be careful. Be careful. We know by the age. And have the passion to help our children acquire knowledge. At the same time, too, we have a responsibility to say so whatever in materials they access. We must be very careful for This particular ministry of the devil will interpret children. I'm telling you. Yes. we drive them into all kinds of things when they get so frenzied with human sexuality, to masturbation, to pornography, to all kinds of addiction, to whatever material that they will keep supplying. Yes. And all of them have great consequences You our to life. It will dry up your faith. It will kill your worries. It will drag you down. It will open the door for fear If your heart. Because you have lost in your heart. Fear can easily enter. And fear is the entourage that brings Satan to your life. When it comes, there are three ministries to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Deal with this entourage. Yes, deal with it. You have the power. As long as you can make up your mind, you can stand your ground. Make fault. And say, Enough of this harassment. It's a harassment. It's called unbridled passions for the body. It's unbridled. It has lost control. It burns like fire. It's like an atomic bomb. It can turn a man's life upside down. And the devil is investing that more and more. So, Paul is saying we must do what? We must fight against it. Do you not know that your body is a temple? Of the Holy Spirit, who is within you, which you have from God, how can God give you the Spirit? You trade it for Moses. Well, you are not your own. You were bought with a price. There's a price tag on your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't you lose your value? For a pleasure that, after a few hours, you cannot live any longer. Why? And when it comes, it blinds you with a price. You step into it, you think something has happened. But at the end of it all, you see yourself in great Oh, what a shame. Now says, so glorify God in your body. How? By keeping yourself. So when you say I want to give glory to God, it's not just by saying, I give glory to God, I give glory to God, in you my hands. <laughs> The right way and the best way to give glory to God is to keep yourself, you know, clean from these defiling spirits, foul spirits, lustful spirits that are ravaging the world today, the and they are the ones putting sickness on different types in our corner. I tell you, once. You don't fight against your body. No disease can fight you. You don't fight against your body. No poison can fight you. The power of chastity and so cleanness, even a strong goal will have against the force of people. In the book of revelation, God called the devil to be grateful to Jesus. So he raises children. In his own government, through immorality. That is why everywhere he has put a mark of immorality. In commerce, immorality. In business, immorality. In entertainment, immorality. Everywhere. Even in sports, he must only showcase that. He was a ground. We must fight it and last God. We must resist and make a fundamental choice for God. Keep yourself for God. His anointing will come upon you. His presence will be upon you. And God will give what He takes. How can one manage this? You know, it's not easy in my own way. the pressure can be too much. Yes. Someone was telling me, okay. Now that this is happening, like, how have I managed it? How do I continue with it? I can't continue. I said, you have to continue. When you feel those urges, when you feel those, you know, what I call it, feelings, they're not bad in themselves. Not that the urges, the passions, those movements, those things you feel, is a gift of God. But if you know it, what? The devil wants to take advantage of it and make you worship Him. So when you want to put feel, through, have the feelings, ah, it won't be satisfied, it's not true. That's not it. Is it every time you have a celebration in your mind, you eat food? Huh? No. Is it every time you have a celebration in your mind, I want you to eat food? No. no. That's what we offer right, right. as sacrifice to God. Paul now says, brethren. Offer as living sacrifice and so God. He said felt it. He felt the urges. He was also tempted. Those passions will come. Paul said Father, accept it. I offer it to you. With a clean heart, with a joyful heart. Not submitting to the yoke. The these hmm. were things that they saints of old, saw, like Agatha, Lucy, the these were things they saw. They caught this revelation and they offered themselves as virgins to God. Today I'm not going to have virgins again. I don't know why these are are producing virgins again. Because, like, if you are a virgin after 20 years, they mock you. They tell you what? You mean you are seen like this? You are a Jew. So to be a. a what's the
1: opposite
0: of yes, Gentile. <laughs> so to be a Gentile. So to be a Gentile means, ah, you have to go and eat the food. Then they welcome you back. They welcome you to their family. Which family is that? The family. Don't allow anybody to, to challenge you and make a mockery of you because you want to live for God. They will mock you today, but tomorrow they will celebrate you. Yes. Yes. It may appear as if you are a very stupid person. Don't like Jesus taught us to He was willing to obey the Father. He brought him shame. But well, the Father kept quiet. No. The Father gave him the name as a whole. And look that. By that name, every name was Because he obeyed the Father. Yes, there will be a time when we will suffer. Because we are standing for God. If you are standing for God, shame must come. It's part of it. Myself personally, I've been mocked many times. We say, look at you, you need to end a priest. But to be a priest, why? Why wasting this thing I am saying? here? I am so sorry, I am wasted it for God. Yes, we are convinced when we are studying in. Initially, it was not easy, but we, made up our minds. Amen. Amen. As you go in it, the Lord will be consoling you. The Lord will be showing you the tip of the iceberg of the pillar with those who follow him in righteousness and in holiness. Mark it. This earth will pass away. This earth will pass away with all his pleasures. So what are we going to present to the Lord? How can one stand against the pressure? of what is happening in the world with regards to perversity. First of all, make up your mind in prayer. Say, Lord, I have decided that. Not. not by power, not by might, but by the help of your spirit, set my heart and see, I am ready. Give me the grace, give me the wisdom. Then his hand will come upon you. Two, you take all the three measures to make sure that you don't open your gates to this line. The gates of your eyes, the gates of your ears, the gates of your body. Put God over your life. Certain places should not be a place you go. Certain things should you not expose your eyes to it. Don't see you as strong. You don't see no. go. The Bible says, he who is strong should be careful, lest he walk before when you expose yourself to all this, before you know it, they go into your mind and do the very strong impulse. And then before you know it, you are coming away. So that's what I call the chastisement of the senses. This is your senses. Yes. They asked one pastor one day, Pastor Niboy, you know him, the general boss here of the Christian, the living Christian of God. Why are you always having male secretaries? Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm sure you must have heard about this before. Why are you having up that you are sitting in the old style? Why not get some young girls who can help you in your office and push up here bring all these old men here? He said, We maintain the old style because we are working with the ancient of days. You that want to work with the new age continue. And that's why you cannot be like me. He's married, though. He has a wife who. At the same time, he's putting measures. Want to go far? Deal with this issue. Want to go find the spirit? Want to go find your journey? Deal with this issue. When you see Jesus in His body, He comes into us if we seek His help. It can help pain our you. Once you're able to control the body, you can control anything. Sit out and go. But when they look at you, that you already fighting yourself, and they're coming to fight them. They say, ah, all I know. <laughs> Jesus I know. Who I am. And what portfolio do you have? Yeah. Very important. And according to one another. Parents encourage your children. Don't push them out into like that lifestyle. And if you notice nonsense, they have the right to ask questions. Alright? Find out what they are doing. Like Joe, Find out. Help them. They have a responsibility until they grow up. Do your part. Know Don't just raise children. I'm not able to use them as an instrument of diversity. When you be praying and you're booking Mass, don't go do something. When you you have done something, don't something. So this Mass today, we come to the Lord with our open heart, with faith in our heart, knowing that He's ever there for us. And He will always heal us who will snare ourselves. He will always heal us in our weaknesses. As His word has come to us today, He will remind us again that we don't belong to ourselves, that we belong to Him. I should not cooperate with Satan in destroying ourselves. Let us come back to the Lord with repentance, asking Lord, be strong. Give me the wisdom I need to manage this whole affair in an evil world, in a perverse generation. Help me to be like you. I want to grow and be strong. I want to grow with wisdom and insight. Help me, Lord, and when you cry to Him with all your heart. He will lay his hand upon you and empower you. For on your own, you can do nothing. But with the Lord, all things are processes. We pray for our children, our youths, who are the middle target in this ministry of the devil, that God will open their eyes and reveal to them the glory of living a righteous life. And they keep in, in, their in their uh, little age, and serve God like Samuel. So that they grow. They can make impact in their generation, cause changes, and become pillars and God's instrument for transformation. But all this we ask through Christ our God. Amen.